Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Jean Barrett, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Seattle, Washington. She's been teaching the technique for pretty close to 15 years now. She also, she has a private practice in Seattle, and she also is the director of the Alexander of Alexander Technique Center Seattle, which is a training course for Alexander Technique teachers. And we're going to talk today about the role of the Alexander Technique in recovery from injuries. And uh, welcome, welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you very much for inviting me. And by the way, I've been teaching for over 20 years. Over 20 years. Okay. So... Yes. You're, we're fellow senior teachers of the Alexander Technique. <laughs> that's correct. Thank you. Right. Uh, for whatever that's worth. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I know that you had a fairly serious injury uh, a year, a year and a half ago. Is that correct? Uh, it was a year and almost three months ago. And yes. And could you say a little about that and to st- t- tell, let our listeners know what happened to you? And, and then in general, w- what you did to, to help yourself and in particular how the Alexander Technique fitted in with the other methods that you used. Well, what happened to me is that I had a sidewalk fall, a very simple fall, but I got 10 for 10 for impact and fractured my patella, which is quite a serious injury. Um, The patella is what most people call the kneecap. Mm -hmm. And this meant I required emergency surgery the next day to stabilize the kneecap. Hardware was installed, two pins and a figure eight wire. I was then in a full length splint for two weeks and in a full-length leg brace for over three months. Mm. So th- this was quite an immobilizing injury. Uh, the full-length leg splint and the full-length brace meant that I could not bend my knee at all. So if you can imagine having one leg fully extended for daily activities this was quite a dramatic change in coordination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what, what did you, how did you approach that in terms of the, of the healing process, in terms of what you did for yourself? Well, first of all, because my coordination was fairly good from years of teaching and studying the Alexander Technique, I was able to figure out ways of moving with a fully extended leg for daily activities uh, fairly quickly. I think for people that might not have studied the technique, this would be pretty challenging. Um, It was very challenging for me, but I was able to return to work even with a full leg extension after two weeks, uh, which is quite remarkable. That is remarkable, yeah. Uh, and to teach lessons all day and run my training course. However, I did need other help. Um, The Alexander Technique, as I would describe it, is a means of coordinating the entire self for the possibility of ease in any activity. However, I'm not an expert in specific recovery in this sort of injury. I can address 
as an Alexander teacher, the whole coordination, but I'm not educated for this sort of specific injury recovery. So I sought several methods. Uh, physical therapy, of course, was a necessity. I also have been pursuing gyrotonic exercise for many years, and as soon as I could, I began to use that for my recovery, and I also used osteopathy for my recovery. Hmm. So for, for our readers, her, or listeners rather, who are not familiar with osteopathy, um, is that... Um, it's it's a kind of manipulation process, is that right? Could you just describe that a little bit for our Well, our I would describe osteopathy as the father of chiropractic. In other words, chiropractic would be the more crude derivation of osteopathy. Okay. Osteopaths go to medical school. Mm -hmm. uh, they are as educated as medical doctors with the additional skill of very subtle manipulation. So there is very, very subtle manipulation to restore overall integrity. It is thus, as I see it, quite compatible with the Alexander Technique in that the inter interest is in the overall elastic response rather than just the specific area of injury. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, could... could... So these these are the various methods that you used in addition to the technique. How would you say that your knowledge of the Alexander technique complemented those or enhanced those, if, if it did? Well, I would say it very much complemented and enhanced those. I, I chose those methods because they were compatible and not conflicting with the Alexander Technique. And let me just back up and say I had to go through a series of physical therapists before I found one who was indeed compatible with my view of recovery as an Alexander teacher. I had to find somebody who was interested again in an overall integrated response rather than just specific muscle strengthening. So, uh, Physical therapy was necessary, but I had to find a physical therapist who I felt I could work well with in that point of view. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, what, what would you say, it, it, supposing you had had that same injury and had not been an Alexander teacher, but had access to the other methods, what difference would that have did that make for you? The difference that it made for me is that, first of all, I was reasonably aware of my whole self and could determine fairly easily whether a method was interfering in terms of just specifically addressing a part instead of addressing the whole. I think most of the public who might not have experienced the Alexander technique would be interested in just addressing the part and might not be attentive to how that was affecting their entire coordination and increase in elastic strength. 
Mm-hmm. And at at the beginning, uh, during this uh, the initial period of recovery, were you in a fair amount of pain as well, or was that not a, a an issue for you? Pain was a, a gigantic issue. Right. Uh, the pain of this injury, apparently in terms of skeletal injuries, this is one of the very worst injuries you can do for pain. I began to understand quite quickly why terrorists break people's kneecaps. Mm-hmm. It really puts you out of commission. Pain becomes the dominant factor of life. And even with a leg in full extension so that I wasn't directly challenging knee flexion, mm-hmm. pa- pain was overwhelming. Now, the Alexander technique became very useful for me with that overwhelming pain because I, it, it's not that I repressed or ignored the pain, but I was able to shift my thinking, my attention and intention to a bigger picture of, yes, this hurts like crazy, but if I can think of the overall sense of myself and see myself in a bigger picture of the world, then the pain, although it was gigantic, no longer dominated my entire thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a reframing of the pain symptoms. I would say it was very much a reframing. And from what I'm learning since injury about the brain, I've been doing a lot of reading about the brain in terms of pain uh, for an obvious reason, because mm-hmm. I've had this experience. You can easily get into a habit of checking the pain so frequently that you are strengthening the pain signals and they become stronger and stronger and stronger. So that even if the pain is not as huge as you believe it is, it registers very largely. If I reframed it in a bigger picture, it was just a signal, not the dominant force. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, um, I had an experience of, of uh, injury myself about 10 years ago. Uh, in my case, it was... a. a um, low back. Well, it wasn't pain in my low back, but it was a pinched nerve and quite a bit of pain in one of my legs. And I have to say that for the first few days of that, uh, I didn't really feel that I was able to mobilize my Alexander thinking very much. Um, I wonder if you went through a a period like that or, or you were able to bring it to bear right from the beginning. I was reasonably able to bring it to bear right from the beginning because I so desperately, urgently wanted not to be caught up in it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, now, that's not to say that the pain wasn't completely overwhelming at moments. Right. But I think it was more of a psychological shift in terms of putting it into perspective and seeing that this wasn't permanent. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that um, seeing if we can take some lessons from your experience for for people in our audience, uh, supposing someone does have an injury of the kind that you've described, but has not had any Alexander experience, do you see a usefulness for embarking on studying the technique at that point? 
Yes, it would be difficult at that point to begin. I think preferably one would have had some Alexander's skills in intention and attention previous to injury. But nonetheless, uh, since injury, I've had students who've come to me after serious injury with no previous experience, and it has been useful for them to be able to widen and broaden their attention and to not check the pain so frequently that they're strengthening the pain cues and the the pain maps in their brain. Mm -hmm. And I guess a a question that this may be a little bit more directed to... um, to Alexander teachers, I think, uh, or people who are very, very much in, into into the work, um, I think sometimes there's a, an idea in the Alexander world that the Alexander technique will will pretty much take care of everything by itself. And um, I, I, I assume that from your experience that you 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 found that not to be the case that you really needed these other modalities? Is that a a fair statement? I very much needed the skills of other professionals with other perspectives and uh, experience far beyond mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was extremely necessary for me to find help from people who knew far more about this. I'd never broken my knee before. I hope to never break my knee again. Mm -hmm. And I very much needed the guidance and skills and expertise of people whose work was compatible but different mm-hmm. from the Alexander Technique. And I, I do not believe the Alexander Technique resolves everything. It's a skill for life in coordination of the entire self, but Alexander teachers are not healers. They're not doctors. Mm-hmm. They are educators, and that's quite a different skill. So, yes, I very much needed the skill of other professionals. Mm-hmm. And, f- again, for someone listening to this who may not have a lot of exposure to the Alexander Technique at, at the point they're listening to this, can you offer any guidance for choosing these other professionals if you're caught up in the kind of situation you you were caught up in? There was what, what might a person look for? How would they know that they have someone who's, as you say, really addressing their whole self? Well, I would very much look for somebody who's not focusing exclusively on the injury and on swift recovery from the injury, but on how one is compensating addressing and framing, as you said it, the injury. For instance, with a a knee injury such as mine and a fully extended leg for a long period of time, of course the back muscles became engaged in a way that's really not natural or symmetrical. And the initial physical therapist that I saw didn't seem to take into account that there was more involved than the knee break. Mm -hmm. They weren't attentive to how my back, neck, breathing, uh, entire coordination were affected by this. They were addressing solely and primarily the leg that was injured. And and how did they address it? What what were the methods that that the PT used? Very specific exercises, 
leg lifts, squats, mm -hmm. once I could do that, that sort of thing. And because they weren't addressing the entire coordinative self, I was actually getting worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So, right. So once I came upon a PT who looked at my entire coordination, who watched how I moved in a total way, who asked a lot of questions beyond the injury. How was I sleeping? How was I able to get in and out of bed? That sort of thing. Then the work started to be much more productive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, is there anything else that you would like to add that we haven't touched on to this whole question of injury recovery, the role of the technique, other, other methods? Well, I think it's very important to find other professionals who are dealing with the whole self as much as possible. Not that you're looking for a psychotherapist in terms of injury, but who are really looking at how one is thinking about the whole situation. It, this is a specialty, of course, of the Alexander Technique, how one is thinking about the whole situation. But there are professionals in other disciplines who will look at that also from their level of expertise. With osteopathy, they're looking at the whole person and how they're responding. A good physical therapist will look at that also. Certainly with the gyrotonic exercise approach, they're very much looking at how you are thinking about movement from the simple to complex layers. So if you are Alexander experienced, you can bring your own awareness to bear on that. But even if you're not, looking for a professional who sees the whole self is key. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, th I think this might be a good place to, to uh, end our conversation. Uh, my my guest today has been Jean Barrett, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Seattle. She is the director of Alexander the Alexander Technique Center of Seattle, which is a teacher training course for Alexander teachers. Jean, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Robert. <laughs> 